1: The HCO Minneapolis, fueled by Lucky's Station.
0: With SRN News, I'm Ron Dirockstrom. The Florida Secretary of State ordered the recounts in the U.S. Senate and governor races. It's an
2: unprecedented review of two major races in the same state that took five weeks to decide the
1: presidential contest in 2000. Secretary Ken Detzner issued the order after the unofficial results in both races, fell within the margin that, by law, triggers a recount. Those unofficial results showed that Republican former U.S. Representative Ron DeSantis led Democratic Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum by .41 percentage points. In the Senate race, it was Governor Rick Scott leading Democrat incumbent Bill Nelson by 0.14 percentage points. Bob Agnew reporting. In Southern
0: California, where a wildfire has more than doubled in size, burning an estimated 109 square miles outside downtown Los Angeles, a lot of homes and businesses have already been destroyed. Many more are being threatened by the smoke and fire. This is SRN
1: News. Live on stage this Thursday evening triple espresso a highly caffeinated comedy
0: somebody said well you know i haven't seen it what's it what's it about well it's about the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life
1: a night of family-friendly comedy this thursday at the park square theater in downtown st paul get your tickets today at am1280thepatriot.com just click on the clean comedy banner
3: clean comedy night is sponsored by union gospel mission
4: You're listening to WWTC The Patriot. This is Andrew speaking. Tonight, we're going to have a chance of snow with wind speed at 10, wind chill at 6 degrees. Now, on this Thursday at Triple Expresso, we're going to be organizing the Clean Comedy Night. That is available at am1280thepatriot.com. You can save about $10 per ticket by buying them online. Come out, laugh, have an uproarious time.
2: The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red." It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog shotinthedark.info. I'm found on the web at Shot in the Dark. I'm also found on the web at True North, which is looktruenorth.com, the official uh, center for center-right public opinion in the upper Midwest. Been doing this broadcast for 14 years, along with my colleagues King Banyan, heard every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station AM 1440, The Businessman, and Brad Carlson. Brad Carlson, of course, uh, the 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 closer, as we call him, every Sunday from 1 to 3 on uh, AM 1280, The Patriot. Together, the three of us are the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio, which means dominating Twin Cities radio. For 14 years now. Glad to have you on board. My phone number, 651-289-4488. Uh, the hashtag is NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N show. Uh, that's uh, the, the way to get through to us on Twitter or by telephone. Uh, so glad to have you on board either way. If you disagree, uh, we will get to you first. If you agree, we'll get to you second. Everyone gets on. Stop on by. It's called a talk show for a reason, not just because I get to talk the whole time. You do. Try that on some podcast. (laughs) Give me a break. Anyway, it's, it's been a, this last hour was, was one of those stories where I have a fairly intense emotional involvement with stories like that for a variety of reasons. I've worked with a number of men over the years, uh, whose children were abducted, uh, by their ex spouses or soon to be ex spouses frequently because they were defying all the odds and coming up on the brink of doing the unthinkable especially in Minnesota 20 years ago winning a contested custody case back then that was rare as hen's teeth it's not exactly common today although things have gotten a little more uh little little less difficult but a number of my republican friends and they tend to be republicans for whatever reason have lined up on the side of of uh of of the offender in this last case for reasons that I think are just deeply, deeply disturbing to me. And I and I, I say this with all due respect to the people involved, uh, because they are people that I know and I work with in Republican Party politics, especially in the 4th Congressional District. And and what I'm about to say, I say with, again, all due respect to some of the same people, and some of the people that I, I deal with in Republican Party politics, uh, and, and, and I'll just begin with the conclusion here. Shut up. You're making things worse. Uh, let me explain. The United States of America has faced a lot of ugly ideologies over the years. It's had a lot of mortal threats. I mean, this country was born in a mortal threat. To its existence. I mean, our very existence almost never happened because we, we, us pesky rebels in the colonies, picked a fight with the most powerful nation in the world—a country that believed, even in an amended form, even a parliamentary form of sorts, that rule over society was was granted by divine right. That God said, "You and you and your family, you and your offspring, are the kings." And of course, the the, the continent of Europe spent centuries arguing over who God really said that to and countless millions died as a result of that even before uh, the modern age. So our country came within a trice of being extinguished by one of those ideologies, absolute monarchy or even, even fairly absolute parliamentary monarchy. The idea that divine right could easily have prevailed in the American revolution, but it didn't. It didn't because the ideals of freedom of individual liberty, uh, the notion that all men, uh, whether born to the manor or born to the field, are equal in the sight of God and the law, was powerful enough for the first generation of our political forebears, long before most of our ancestors moved to this country, to fight, to risk and sometimes lose their lives for, to wager their lives, their fortunes, their futures, to fight for, and thank merciful heavens they did it successfully. That's all to the good. We survived our first mortal threat to our existence. Now there are other threats over the years that that Americans have thought threatened our very existence. In the late eighteen nineties, the rise of, of socialism and progressivism led to a wave of, of what they called anarchy at the time, anarchism at the time, people who wanted to ostensibly get rid of all government Uh, it it it's largely forgotten today and in fact people who subscribe to the notion of anarchism today like you not to think about it but at one point anarchists were bombing people carrying out a campaign of terror here in the united states up to and including the murder of at least one president mckinley who was murdered by an anarchist who uh Got Those it. It days before the Secret Service and the, the smothering uh, security that presidents have today, it was able to get uh, within arm's reach of the president and shoot him in the chest, killing him. Uh, the, one of the epic terror, successful terror attacks in the history of the United States. Now, it didn't work because the ideal of America rallied enough Americans around it so that anarchism never had a chance. Now, that was a that was a burp in the wind compared to the next one the next epic threat to not just america but to western civilization socialism which arose in the 1890s and the early 1900s and metastasized in the different types of socialism uh, after world war 1 socialism uh, did in fact pose a monumental threat to western civilization as a whole and to American civilization, the exceptional notion that we have—that that we that we are the shining city on hill—socialism was a mortal threat to that, and it picked up a lot of steam in the nineteen teens, uh, early nineteen hundreds, out of, among the prairie populists and uh, after world war 1 among an awful lot of people the industrial workers of the world the wobblies eugene debs uh in in the era of of uh world war 1 and and by the way as an inside job in its own way under the the woodrow wilson administration because woodrow wilson while not directly a socialist, was certainly a progressive of the lowest order. And I say this in the sense where if you are a progressive out there, if you're one of my Democrat friends and you haven't renounced Woodrow Wilson, someone needs to have a word with you. But it was a serious threat. It was a serious threat to our economy, our way of life, our democracy in many ways, in in, in violent ways in the years after World War I and especially during the Great Depression and onward. There, there was a great deal of unrest that sought a socialistic system in this country. Hello, Pete Seeger. But we survived. Our country survived because the American ideal was too strong and, and drew too many good people to our shores from elsewhere to be completely corrupted, to com- be completely squelched by that particular noxious siren song. And by the way, the things that socialism metastasized into in the years after World War I, fascism, Nazism, and full-blown communism, oh yeah, they were all direct threats. I mean, they attacked us. It was a fascist government in Japan that bombed Pearl Harbor, seeking to, to seize control of the Pacific one of the dreadful miscalculations in all of history. It was Nazism, a form of socialist fascism that uh, launched the most destructive war in history, a cataclysm that affected America like almost nothing since the Revolution and the Civil War. The And it was not the most mortal threat we faced. It's been right up there. I call it number three. And, of course, I skip right past the Civil War. I mean the idea that while we were a fundamentally big L liberal country our small L liberal country the belief in the rights of man uh the dignity of the individual et cetera, I mean there was part of our society that believed in slavery that one human could own another human uh in with with any moral justification whatsoever we fought a war over it the bad guys lost Communism, of course, continued after the end of World War II. Uh, by the way, that was an epic threat to this country, probably the second greatest threat this country has ever faced, ahead of Nazism and fascism during World War II. Communism, well, they threatened to, to blow us up at various points. Communism from World War II, at the end of World War II, really, until 1991, there were those in our society who thought communism was a perfectly legitimate option to uh for for the for the world and for the united states i mean there is and was a communist party in the united states uh, as long as you ignore the 100 million dead that communism left behind it hey it's got some chanting points that might make sense but we prevailed because no one outside of the ruling class in a communist party uh wanted to to, uh, to overthrow what we had They wanted to come to what we had, or eventually, for the people of Eastern Europe, and even to some extent in Russia itself, they chose and were able to enact and enforce a system closer to what we have. And in some ways, they appreciate what we have more than we do these days, if you look at the people of Poland and Hungary and and the Baltic Republics. So we survived communism because the American ideal won out. And we've had some other less mortal threats over the years. I mean, there 30 years ago, people thought Japan was going to become the most powerful economy in the world. And by the way, they're a democracy, not a whole lot different from ours. They, they after having been taught the truth at bayonet point during World War II, they had to learn about the value of democracy the hard way. And to their credit, they learned it well. There were those who suggested that the, the the Japanese economic system was going to prevail over ours. Yet, the American ideal, freedom, liberty, the free market, at least as free as we have it, and as bad as it is, it could be much worse, prevailed. And there are those who suggest that the Chinese economy will eventually prevail over us. I don't think so. For a variety of reasons. I don't need to go into it right now. Once All that's out of the way. There's one other ideology in the world, well, two more, that present a mortal threat to us potentially. People suggest that one of them might be Islam, or speaking more precisely, radical Islam. Swing and a miss, people, and we're going to talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. What is the greatest threat to the American ideal? Oh, we'll come right back to that. Go nowhere.
3: Are you a member of our rewards program?
1: Yeah.
0: I had the card here somewhere.
1: We've all been there, rustling around for a rewards card you can't seem to find. At AM1280, The Patriot, we've simplified the process. All the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Freedom Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com. Dennis Prager here asking, what's your investment guy saying about the stock market these days? What? You mean you don't have a guy? Everyone has a guy. You know, when you have a guy, you can say things like, well, my guy says blah 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 and people listen. On the other hand, if you've had a guy who goes silent when the market fluctuates, my friend, it may be time to get yourself a new guy. Smart investors know that regardless of how the market performs, they need regular contact with their advisor. In the Twin Cities, the investment guy I recommend is Josh Arnold, investment consultant. When you schedule your 48-minute review with Josh Arnold, you'll get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice.
3: Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. For a 48-minute complimentary investments and retirement plan review.
0: A registered investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Markets fluctuate.
3: We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Liberty Classical Academy in White Bear Lake is inviting Patriot listeners to an exciting and free Education and Society speaker series. This year's speaker is Dr. Mitch Perlstein, the founder and senior fellow of the Center of the American Experiment. He will address the question. Why do American students do so poorly in international comparisons? When it comes to 15-year-olds, the United States ranks 38th in math for developed countries. How do we change this? After the presentation, Liberty Classical Academy headmaster and am 1280 The Patriot's own Education Nation host Rebecca Hagstrom will lead a discussion on this important topic of education for our children. Join them for an interesting and thought-provoking talk on Tuesday, November 13th at 7 p.m. For more information, go to libertyclassicalacademy.org. Liberty Classical Academy, building lives that inspire.
6: Do you long for something better? Family Innovations wants you to know that you can have a better marriage, better relationships, a better view of yourself and the world around you. Family Innovations was created to provide counseling with healing and freedom for everyone who comes to them. Whether you are seeking guidance through a difficult season or freedom from a past trauma. They are the beginning of something better. There is a location near you, so contact FamilyInnovations.com. FamilyInnovations.com.
5: How low can you go? Death
6: row? What a brother AM what 1280, The Patriot. The incredible. Right Northern Alliance
2: incredible. Radio See? Network. 6501-289-448H, the number to call. The United States has weathered a number of challenges uh, from a lot of different ideologies over the years against monarchy, the idea of absolute divine right government, against anarchy, against socialism, Nazism, fascism, communism, pardon the redundancy, uh, against different economic systems, uh, b- both uh, more centralized and more far-reaching than ours, potentially. And, and yet we've prevailed every time over the years, and we've prevailed with style most of the time. Uh, against all of these different systems, some of them really fearsome systems. I mean, up until communism fell, nobody on the other side believed it was going anywhere. Uh, and, and Nazism, when it controlled most of Europe, certainly deserved looking at as, as, as something that was incredibly powerful. And yet we prevailed. We prevailed every time. And we prevailed for reasons that, that John McCain the late Senator John McCain was was castigated for saying 10, 11 years ago during the presidential campaign when he said, yeah, we were, we were in the middle of a recession, but the recession, we'd, we'd prevail eventually because the fundamentals of the American economy were strong. And he was right, of course. I mean, the, the Democrats ran with it as it was some, some Marie Antoinette statement, let them eat cake. No, it's a fact. If you get out of the way of the American economy, it will heal itself. Problem is, well, we'll come back to that. The American economy, the American people, the American ideal, is strong enough on its own to weather most of the world's threats. Certainly, all of the external threats. There is not another nation on earth that can top us in battle or in the boardroom. None. Talk about the Chinese. Yeah, the Chinese get where they get where they by controlling their markets and having a vast market is cheap and sometimes slave labor yeah when you when you jigger the system in your favor yeah you can you can make some noise and and by the way that's what the chinese have done some would have us believe that the next big mortal threat we face is is radical islam or in many people's cases islam itself now let's break this down Islam especially the radical variety and yes I do make the distinction and if you don't and if you're listening to those people who don't you need to reinform yourself to inform yourself better Islam in its radical fundamentalist form whether it's in the form of radical Sunnis like the Wahhabis the the Shia I'm no, no, sorry not the Shia the the, the Sunnis the Wahhabis the, uh, the radical Sunnis the Wahhabis the the uh, Muslim Brotherhood al-qaeda these are examples of radical sunni islam uh, the iranian mullahs examples of radical shiite islam Boko Haram also sunnis they in their fundamentalist form and that is a valid dist- as a not just a valid but a dispositive distinction uh, would take humanity back to the eighth century uh, rigidly uh submit to a rigidly autocratic system it, it's by the way i mean radical islam and and Islam, as it is practiced in the third world, is very dynamic in terms of creating people, not because they're Muslim, but because they're mostly poor. I mean, it is a religion largely found among the world's poorest people, miserable, miserable poverty in most Muslim countries. And there is a direct causative link between poverty and population. Your children are your retirement plan when you are in poverty. Someone has to take care of you, and the more kids you have, and the more of them survive to adulthood, the better chance you have of not winding up dying as a beggar in a dirty street somewhere. That's just a fact of life in poor countries. When poor, when poor countries become wealthy, the birth rate drops because you don't need that many kids. It's dynamic there, but it's not dynamic at all in terms of economic growth, in terms of taking care of its people, uh, in terms of innovation, in terms of creating wealth to sustain itself. Because autocracies never are. And radical Islam recognizes, is the ultimate autocracy. It recognizes no government outside of a centralized theocratic Muslim government, a, a Muslim government, A.K.A. the Caliph, the Caliphate, the the entity that ISIS was attempting to set up in Syria and Iraq before, well, the coalition led by President Trump bombed them back to the Stone Age and left them running to the four corners of the world to carry on terrorism in dribs and drabs and bombings and shootings and stabbings and running people over, and uh, doing what they do. A threat to individuals, yes. A threat to to societies that that accrete too many of them. Oh yeah, a threat to order in places that don't uh, that 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 don't uh, manage to defuse the notion of radical Islam. Oh heck yeah! See what's happening in Germany and Sweden, especially in France, Uh, as people who can never really assimilate into a society because societies like Europe's can't be assimilated into. Because you've got to be born German or French or Swedish to really be German or Swedish or French or Swiss or Dutch. Well, there you got a problem. Now, the United States has never been built around that idea. The United States has been built around the idea that you come here, you keep whatever traditions you want to pay homage to your homeland, to your ancestral home, as I do with Norway and Scotland, by the way but you, otherwise you assimilate to this country and you assimilate to to i mean kevin williamson i don't know charles sorry charles c w cook brought up a wonderful point a couple of weeks ago in national review he pointed out diversity is not strength it's not diversity is strength not in and of itself diversity in every way is perfectly useful trait provided you're all gathered around a central goal And American society has always had that as one of its great strengths. The United States has always been an exceedingly diverse country, the most most diverse country in the world, at least the most voluntarily diverse country in the world. I mean, Russia has a lot of ethnic groups, but most of them were there by conquest. Anyway. The United and, and and that diversity, not just of ethnicity and religion and language and faith. I mean, we we have that diversity, but but the fact that we are all, all of us, based around the central ideal, the ideals of the American Revolution, the ideals of the American experiment, the idea that that uh, all of us are equal before the law and God. And beyond that, we are all individuals, have worth in and of ourselves, and achieve rewards in this world based on our merit. And, and ideally, if you value your community, you share in that. But the, the individual is king. We are a self-ruling country. And that ideal, by the way, to which immigrants of all types and ethnicities and faiths and languages have always come to, and It's interesting. A certain amount of research has popped up lately that said that that one of the reasons that the United States has been so militarily powerful is because new immigrants to this country are so attached to those ideals that they fight harder than a lot of us native-born Americans to preserve them. And by the way, a lot of us native-born Americans fight pretty hard. So, yes, in that case, our diversity has been our strength, provided that that diversity is gathered around some central ideals, that we have something in common. And that leads us to the real villain here, because of all these ideologies that that our experiment has faced over these years, monarchy, anarchy, socialism, Nazism, fascism, communism, Japanese cartel capitalism, Chinese state capitalism, And yes, even the pathetic relic that is radical fundamentalist Islam, militant eliminationist, violent jihadi Islam, of all of those enemies that we have faced and with all but the last two cases conquered, we still have one enemy out there, one enemy so inscrutable. So powerful that it may be the enemy that destroys us. The en- because none of these other ideologies could destroy us from without, from abroad. We're a very strong country and a very lucky country that way. But this other ideology, the real threat, is going to destroy us from within. And that ideology is progressivism in its most toxic form. And the problem with progressivism, now well, there are really two. Number one, it takes all of the worst features of all of the ideologies from without that we have prevailed upon and vanquish, vanquished over the centuries. And incorporates all of their most noxious features. And it also hits us right where we live because it saps the dynamism the freedom the free market that powers so much of our strength that and most most importantly of all and worst of all and most unforgivable of all it attacks the things that we have in common the things that that our diverse nation our our, our historically unprecedentedly diverse nation has held up uh, to to guide us through all these mortal threats from outside. Progressivism is what stands to eliminate that, to sap that to the point where it doesn't stand up against the next threat, which, by the way, will not be from without and will not be from within. <laughs> it will come from within. It will not come from any of those other ideologies. It will come from progressivism. And exactly what that means and how this ties into the theme for this hour, we're gonna get back to. 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty the Patriot.
1: (laughs) I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. Spitting out lyrics. Homie, I want you. I came to get down. I came to get down. So get out your seat and jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Jump up, jump up and get down. Jump, jump, jump. Everybody jump. Jump,
3: jump. Looking to save money on Medicare Part D? Well... Walgreens is a preferred network pharmacy for many plans, including United Healthcare, which means lower co-pays for you. Together, Walgreens and United Healthcare make saving on Medicare Part D quick and easy. So bring your prescriptions to your nearest Walgreens pharmacy and start saving today. Walgreens, trusted since 1901.
4: Here at the Kingdom Builders, relationships are more important than sales figures. We're not really interested in doing these commercials to pull you in with marketing. We're more interested in having an opportunity to reach out and establish a relationship with you. Matthew, my son-in-law, now works a lot in the office with me, and our goal is really to be great ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. We don't want to put our light under a bushel basket. Yeah, I've just really enjoyed talking with customers and seeing what their problems are and trying to fix those for them, trying to get peace of mind with the issues they're having with their home. We think the business part will come naturally if we have a good, solid relationship with you and establish a level of trust. We've just been immensely blessed with all the people that we've met in the past few years, and we look forward to growing our family of customers We'd like the opportunity just to look at your roof, your gutters, whatever it might be, for a free and obviously no obligation estimate. Find us online at thekingdombuilders.net.
7: please contact us at wnav-video.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... uh, Gene, who
0: do you take on anyway?
2: Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. So, in the first uh, half of the hour here, I talked about, about really, the, the, the great threat this country faces. It's not Nazism, it's not communism anymore, they're gone. All of our enemies are gone, and, and for that matter, radical Islam is still out there, it's percolating away, but it is an 8th century theology, and uh, a... a, a a theology that unless you're fundamentally beaten down to the point where extreme fundamentalism is all you think you have left in the world, uh, nobody's moving to it. You don't see a lot of refugees from America moving uh, moving over there. Yes, you'll see some recent immigrants moving back there to take part in terrorist activities, but it happens. Uh, crazy is going to crazy. But my point for for this this hour is this we have uh, uh, the american system draws people to it has drawn people to it for centuries for a reason it's a place people actually want to be it's a place where you can become american voluntarily and be accepted no matter who you are including by the way if you're muslim and i say this because it's a historical fact uh the first mosque in america was founded in ross north dakota in i think 1906 it's still there in some form, although the original, uh, it was rebuilt by a, a local charity, but, uh, the original congregants who were Syrian Lebanese Muslims who moved here in the early 1900s, they all married off to the, the local Germans and the Swedes. And actually I went to high school with a number of their descendants who people with German last names who looked very Arabic. It was kind of strange, but it, they became Americans. Now I bring this up because We have in the Republican Party here in Minnesota, uh, including my own 4th Congressional District, including the leadership of the 4th Congressional District, a number of people who who have basically set up Islam as a boogeyman, as a sort of McCarthyistic boogeyman under every every rock. And by the way, the results of this last election have inflamed a number of people who said – Ilhan Omar and uh, the election of Ilhan Omar and Keith Ellison means we're going to have Sharia law here in Minnesota, the the Quranic law, and I, I and I say this with all due respect, that's toxically stupid. Muslims are half of one percent, less than a half of a percent of the population of Minnesota, and if somehow they manage to impose Sharia law on the other ninety five point excuse me ninety nine point five percent of us then we'll probably have it coming <laughs> if we get politically outmaneuvered by ha- by one out of 200 Minnesotans then we will have much bigger problems than that uh and and so and this is not just that particular statement but the whole line of rationale that has gotten a fair part of the Republican party into a panic about Islam not radical Islam mind you but Islam itself is something I need to take a whack at here. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, and, and when you get into discussions with these people, and they're almost never discussions, they're usually uh, them bombing you with photo memes and, and quotations from social media. Uh, says, okay, and say, we have a lot of Muslims in this country. I mean, a fair number of them in this state. Uh, again, a fifth of a, excuse me, a tenth, I don't know, a half of a percent of the population, most likely less. And as we had uh, the folks from uh, Archway Defense on uh, a while ago who said, pointed out what law enforcement knows about these people, even among the Somalis, who are the most, let's just say, least stable of the uh, of, of the new immigrants to this country from Muslim countries. They figure 15% may have some sympathy with violent jihad, and that's just sympathy, not actually practicing it. And 85% are the good guys. In other words, the people who tell us about the bad guys. Now, in response to that, some of the people who are engaging in—I hate to call it paranoia because it turns us into a diagnostic exercise, and that's a low blow—but the people who are engaging in the line of anti-Muslim rhetoric, up to including the, uh, some of the leadership of the 4th Congressional District Republican Party, are fond of saying things like, <clears throat> the Quran says people have to convert or die— which it does say. You're right. Uh, but the very there, there are six different divisions of Islam and six dozen minor divisions in Islam, and some of them have very different views on, on what violent jihad means. Yes, if you're a Wahhab or an Iranian Shiite, mullah, yeah, that does mean you kill people who don't believe. You kill the apostates. And if you're a Sufi Muslim, you're pretty much a pacifist. And, and so when one of the next things that, that, that some of the I don't know, the, the, the anti Muslims will say is well there is only one Quran. Well, that's true. There's also one Torah, and yet we have three or four major divisions of Judaism. There's only one Bible, technically two, and we have three major divisions of Christianity and dozens of minor ones. The idea that, that, that there is only one Quran, when you look at the fact that, that, that radical Sunnis and mainstream Sufis have a completely different interpretation, just of the terms of violent jihad, or what jihad means, means that saying that there is only one Quran is gibberish. It has no rational meaning. There are those by the way who say Islam isn't a religion it's a theocracy well it's both i mean yes the idea of islam and government are inextricably intertwined in the quran but i got to ask some of these people who say it's not a religion what other word do you have for system by which one orders the universe and and on which they base their belief and morality I mean, if if it's not religion, what is it? Uh, by the way, it, the Quran does, in fact, say apostates need to be killed. Uh, it, it's a Muslims' duty to kill apostates. It also says that you're an apostate if you send your girls to school, and yet Muslims in Minnesota send their girls to school. It also says you're an apostate if you participate or if you're a citizen of a government— uh, that isn't part of the caliphate. And yet every muslim here is part of the cali uh, is is not part of the caliphate. In fact, many of them fled it pretty explicitly and came here for exactly the same reasons your great grandparents came here especially if they came here from say eastern europe or some other place that was torn up by civil war and 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 totalitarian stupidity. Ah they have, one last, uh, they have one last thing to throw at you here, the Muslim notion of takia, the idea that, that Muslims are allowed to deceive those, uh, the nonbelievers until they can take control. Well, that must mean there's a lot of sleeper cells because hundreds of thousands, I think I forget, something like two million Americans are of the Muslim faith. Uh, by the way, nowhere near in danger of being a, a majority anytime soon. I mean, the, the Muslim faith, once it gets outside of the Middle East, tends to wither and die. I mean, we talked about the, the mosque in Ross in North Dakota. Uh, one thing that's interesting to note is that uh, after decades of free fall and membership, Christian churches in Western Europe are actually having a plateau in their membership. And that plateau is not coming largely from European youth coming back to the faith. I mean, they're still as atheistic as they've been for 50 years. No, the new members in the uh, Western European churches are Muslims who are converting. And Muslims have been in America for for decades, uh, over a century. (laughs) I mean, in significant numbers for a solid century right now and for the vast majority they have assimilated into American society, uh, fairly capable. And there's exceptions. I mean, the Somali are taking some time to do it and do it smoothly and successfully, as did the Hmong before them, as did uh, many Asian uh, immigrants before them, as did the Italians before them. I, I mean, it's assimilation is difficult, but I will tell you this much. And and by the way, I I, I I'm going to throw this out there because. This is stuff I hear all the time. I I got into a discussion a couple weeks ago with a a Republican activist. I'm not going to name names. Uh, He says, "Quote for Islamists, there can be no law that supersedes Sharia law, and yet they're here. If Islamists, you must fully comply with the Quran, the Sunnah, and the Hadith. To do otherwise, wonders run a non-believer. Islam. Uh, Okay, so to do other, if you, all those, every single Muslim who is living here." who is sending their daughters to school, who works for a bank, who pays interest on a mortgage or a car loan, every last one of them is out of compliance with the Quran. Now, if they're all sleeper agents trying to fool us, by all means, sound off. But I'm going to suggest something that is a much, much greater. Oh, by the way, uh, this person followed up when I responded to exactly that with those exact terms. He said, I, I am concerned that you are contributing to the widespread interfaith tolerance of Islam. No, I'm a Christian. Anybody comes for my faith, they're leaving on a gurney if they're lucky. Uh, the irrefutable intent and goal of Islam is domination. Well, yeah, that's what it says in the book. Most of the world's Muslims Let's just let's take it as its word. Let them try and dominate us. Come ashore on Miami Beach and see what happens to you. <laughs> anyway, uh, but the, the problem is, those who are parroting this rhetoric in Republican circles in Minnesota are going to achieve the radical's goal for them. And I'll tell you why. It's not because we're going to get subjected to Sharia law in this country. It's not because those uh, those Iranian Marines are going to come storming ashore on Miami Beach or Thomas Beach and subjugate us by force. Good luck with that. The Nazis couldn't do it. They're sure not going to do it. But what they are doing is what they've done with every wave of immigrants uh, in the last 30 years, especially here in Minnesota, taking them... Whether they agree with any notion of radical Islam or not, and again, many of them come here precisely to escape that, and I hear this and I know this because I work with them, I talk with them, I deal with them, it's how they raise their kids, but we are doing rhetoric like this does is take them from maybe having a 15%, 10%, 5% chance of sympathizing with radical jihad and driving them into a much worse ideology, progressivism. Keith Ellison's greatest danger to this society is not the fact that he's a Muslim. Heck, he's a cafeteria Muslim at worst or best, whichever. But he is a progressive. And he's taken a whole lot of people like him with him to vote for Democrats. And that's going to screw this country up We're a lot worse, a lot faster, and a lot more permanently than anything some mullah in Iran will ever do to us. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Good News. we'll be right back. Did you ever mean those sweet things?
5: All oh, that you used to say, did you mean them, baby? AM
1: 1280, The Patriot.
5: Go to ReliefFactor.com. Life is all about choices. Cars, shoes, appliances,
1: pretty much everything you buy. And when it comes to life insurance, SelectQuote offers you a choice of your best prices from up to 10 life insurance companies and over 100 different policies. So you not only get the perfect life insurance for your needs, you'll probably save hundreds of dollars in the bargain. Kevin is thirty-nine. He controls his blood pressure with meds, but is in good health. SelectQuote got him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $28 a month. SelectQuote, it's all about choices. To see how affordable life insurance can be for you, go to SelectQuote.com or call 1-800-885-7755. That's 1-800-885-7755. 1-800-885-7755. Over a million people know we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states.
0: The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely,
1: you're
5: not.
0: Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up to the minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Each of us have special dreams if money is no issue. What's your dream? Extra income each month will allow you to do what you want, when you want. Freedom of time and money are powerful invest in you at online trading academy by calling now for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone use the keyword OTA again pound
2: 250 keyword OTA AM 1280 the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network
1: And you find so, demon's
2: I have and spent most of this alone. hour here taking to task of elements light. of the Republican Party who have preached a certain sense of alarmism about Islam, especially Islam here in Minnesota, that I think is, I'll just be oblique here and say deeply ill-advised. And, and I'll tell you why, because radical Islam is a threat like Nazism, Communism, Socialism, Anarchism, Monarchism, before they're all threats. We prevailed over all of them because of the natural strength, dynamism, power of the American ideal and the economic system that drove it. And when I hear people like some of the Republican activists that I heard who are bringing resolution, trying to bring resolutions at conventions, including my own fourth CD convention last spring, Uh, saying, oh, you gotta watch out because Muslims are gonna try and take over the Republican party. Uh, Yeah. If someone who is of the Muslim faith wants to come to a Republican meeting and be an activist in the Republican party towards Republican ideals, I mean, how can you assimilate any more in American society short of buying a house in Farmington with a, with a picket fence, waving an American flag, saying Lee Greenwood. You can't. Now, in there, however, is, is the big gotcha. A, a friend of the broadcast wrote with an excellent point. He said, you go to some of the Somali neighborhoods, you feel like a foreigner. It's, there's a rather aggressive otherishness about some of the, uh, about some of the recent immigrants to this country. Especially in Cedar Riverside, which is a heavily Somali neighborhood. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Little Italy and Chinatown were the same way a hundred, hundred fifty years ago. Not everyone assimilates into this society fast, but eventually, if you let them, they do. I mean, the original Muslims in Ross, North Dakota, assimilated to the point where they're not Muslims anymore. They're 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 they're, they're they have German last names. Anyway, eventually, if you let them, they assimilate. Now, the problem is. We have a progressive movement that has reached out and cynically <laughs> absorbed these immigrants and turned them into a cudgel against us. There are widespread and I think credible allegations of electoral fraud by the DFL. In the Cedar Riverside neighborhood, and certainly the, the the shadiness of some of the politics in the West Bank that gave us now Representative-elect Ilhan Omar are, are certainly uh, worth an investigation that we will never get with our new Attorney General-elect. But fact is, assimilation into American society at least when it comes to the political ideals that have always united this country and made us an unstoppable power in this world, has always been uh, one of the great aces up our sleeve, socially speaking. And progressivism's greatest crime against America is that they fought against this assimilation. They are all about diversity that has nothing in common other than paying taxes to the same central power and giving them central, basically (laughs) turning all of us as individual identity groups against each other to keep us all down. That is progressivism's greatest crime against this society. And it's exactly what you're seeing. And by the way, all of you Republicans out there who are, Warning us to watch out for Sharia law behind every shrub are playing into their hands. You folks are the sleeper agents. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way around it. Uh, anyway, I'll be fighting this battle for a while here. We're going to be talking so to uh, to to a number of I mean, to a number of of people who are stakeholders in this issue in coming weeks here and i'm looking forward to that i gotta say and by the way to those of you who are going to hear what i just said and respond, well you must be some sort of sympathy you must be sympathetic to muslims well as individuals yes i am and as a conservative so should you be conservatives treat people as individuals not as groups now we we do observe the fact that there are groups out there that need to be watched, that need to perhaps be kept out of this country. If you're a Muslim immigrant from a country that is heavily controlled by the Wahhabi Islam, by the Muslim Brotherhood, by the radical Shia, yeah, we need to we need to pay some special attention to them. But people come from there to escape the misery, the stupidity, the the, the genital mutilation, the poverty, the hopelessness. From places controlled by radical Muslims or just plain Muslims, the same as they used to come from Eastern Europe, the same as they used to come as they still come from South America, from Asia, places that are subject to the same stupid pathologies that besets the the world of Islam today. They come here, they may bring their faith. But they certainly, in most cases, the vast majority of cases, come here in the same good faith that our ancestors came here from these other <clears throat> dung holes, as 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 uh, the president may have described them. The great strength we had is these people all assimilated eventually, and firstly, and most importantly, behind the ideal of what is important to America. The, the freedoms, the liberties, the principles of this country is built around. Progressivism is dedicated to extincting those principles. And as long as we are taking new immigrants and delivering them gift-wrapped to our greatest enemy, progressivism, you are dooming yourself. You are cutting your own throat more effectively than any jihadi ever could or will. <sighs> By the way, I couldn't get through today without some reference to this election here. I say take courage. We'll be talking about this next week, uh, Minnesota. Uh, be of good cheer and take courage because while we have a Democrat majority, it's not nearly as bad as it was six years ago when the Democrats took over both chambers. And the Democrats will overreach. They will overreach. They will overreach with all the subtlety of a German jazz band. And when they do, a Minnesotans, God willing, and with a lot of work from all of us on the right side, will take advantage of that. How do I know they're going to overreach? They've already started. First words out of Governor-elect Waltz's mouth were gas tax. And four words for you. Majority leader Ryan Winkler. Oh, yeah. Game on next week. Northern Alliance. am 12A the Patriot. God bless you all. God bless America.
4: Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show, here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation Member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management.
1: Step into Chet's Shoes where good old-fashioned customer service is always in style.
3: Check us out today for a custom-fitting and friendly one-on-one assistance.
1: Chet's takes the time to get to know you and your job so that we can find you just the right boot.
3: Our friendly staff knows the products we are selling and will never pressure you to buy anything.
1: We've been finding people the appropriate footwear for over 70 years.
3: In a world where people hide behind avatars and get lost in the aisles of a big-box store, find friendly faces at Chet's who know and stand behind the products they sell.
1: That's why if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's.
0: This is Lonnie Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Americans turned out on Tuesday in big numbers to vote in a critical and hotly contested midterm election. While Democrats were able to win control of the House, the big story is that Republicans will add to their majority in the U.S. Senate. That's significant for two reasons. First, the incoming freshman class of GOP senators includes an impressive group of leaders like Mitt Romney, Josh Hawley, and Rick Scott who will stand for policies that promote economic growth, provide for a strong national defense, and advance conservative reforms. Second, and perhaps more importantly, a Republican Senate means that President Trump's appointees, in particular to the federal courts, will continue to be confirmed. This is great news for those who value constitutional restraint and the rule of law. The 2018 midterm election was consequential indeed, and its impacts will surely be felt for years to come. I'm Lon He Chen.
1: For more information, please visit townhallreview.com. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy,
6: America's unique graduate leadership degree, offered on its most beautiful campus. Let's talk about your business for a minute. Think about all the things you're doing to attract the best talent. Between the networking events and referral bonuses, you're probably spending plenty of time and money to find the right people. But what if it was your office that attracted employees? Today's workforce is mobile and active and they want an office designed around the way they work and Veridesk makes it easy. Veridesk standing desk solutions help you create an active workspace where employees can stand and move so they're happier, healthier and more productive. Our full line of active office products are constructed with commercial grade materials and require little to no assembly. So they're easy to set up and move companies of any size can have a Veridesk active workspace. Ordering is simple shipping is free and our 30-day guarantee means if you don't love it we'll pick it up for free. Learn more about Veradesk Active Workspace Solutions at veridesk.com radio. That's vari slash radio AM 1280
1: The Patriot and iHeartRadio They go together like apple pie and ice cream mm. <clears throat> Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app